Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Good afternoon, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. We always like to start our show every week by talking about what it means to be a warrior. Uh, The definition, if you look it up in the Webster, is a brave or experienced fighter. We talk every week about how the experience alone of your life makes you a warrior. I don't know anybody that is over the age of one that hasn't battled something, you know, and uh, if you've battled something, then you are capable of battling the next something. And a lot of times what I find is no matter what you're going through in life, um, the battle you're currently in is the hardest battle you've ever faced because that's the mindset. So the trick is to actually look back and acknowledge what you have overcome. And what I have come to find is that a lot of times it's not what I just said. The hardest battle is usually somewhere behind you. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't be facing something hard. But when you look at what you've actually overcome to get to where you are, it's usually pretty crazy. I mean, I I know people that'll talk about stuff and the amount of people I talk to on a regular basis doing what I do, helping people, it's insane how many people you tell, oh, you should write a book. You know, it's like nowadays, all these people with uh, self-help books or, you know, just some kind of motivation or uh, some kind of mentor program, they have this insane story. People are like, gosh, your story is so crazy. It's so interesting. I can't believe you've overcome all of that. Well, I have about 50 hours a week of clients and almost every one of them has a story like that. You know, almost every one of them, they tell you about their their past and it's like, wow, you know, that's that's pretty crazy that you've gone through that. So we like to talk every week about just what either we ourselves are going through or clients that we're dealing with, because we like to give you hope that you're not alone in what you're battling. There are others battling as well. And if we can overcome and they can overcome So can you. So, Deb, what do you want to talk about this week in regards to people and yourself being a warrior? Uh, Well, I um, last week I uh, lost two clients to cancer 
Yeah. And uh, it was just a hard week. Yeah, it and, was. Uh, one of the clients, I was really uh, excited to help and, and actually really felt like we were going to make some significant changes. And um, by the next follow-up, he had passed away. So that was pretty tough. And, uh, you know, I guess it was just, just too late in the game when they finally, you know, reached out to me. Um, they tried to make some changes, but it it wasn't even really possible because he just started to decline so quickly that it, it just couldn't change. And then another client um, has uh, um, had a liver cancer and had been battling it like probably the most mightiest warrior I'd ever seen in my entire life and uh, still you know, going to work and leading other people and encouraging other people and just doing just amazing things. And then all of a sudden, like in the last month, the pain, she started having to go to, you know, hospital after hospital for just pain, like excru excruciating pain. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And, uh, you know, it, it was like all of a sudden, you know, you're like, okay, she'll get through it. You know, it'll, this, this is going to get better. This is going to get better. It's going to get better. But then it didn't get better. And, um, even her husband, I saw posted the other day where he said, you know, I, I don't understand. We didn't, we, we weren't planning on it going this way. We were battling it. We were fighting it. We were, we were at war with it. At no point did we think we were not going to win the war. And so I guess, um, so the, how to be a warrior. Well, for me, um, I had to, go back to basics a little bit with my faith. And I know I expressed this to you a little bit uh, when this happened, although I didn't talk about it that much, but I had to go back to basics and remember that our time on earth is short and that we really, you know, are here for a purpose. God's called us, you know, to a very specific purpose. It's a fallen world and that, you know, we don't always get to do it the way we want to do it. And, I, for a moment, in the process, because this happened within a two-day period of time, yeah, two back people, to back. for a moment, it was like, what are we doing? Like, is this whole thing a fairy tale? Like, all this yeah. faith, everything I've been preaching for so many years, like, is this real? Like, and then I'm like, okay, the whale and the lion, and I'm like going through all these things. I'm just being real. This is what I did. Yeah. And in my brain, I'm like, is this real? Like, is this real? Am I just like completely touting something that like could potentially not even be real, you know, because why would those two people have died you right. know? or why would this woman who is like seriously the most encouraging leading, you know, leader of I've ever seen, why did she have to die, you know? So my mind had to go way back. It had to go back to the beginning when I first found faith. And what did that look like? Because I was lost I was so lost, and I was thinking I was dying, basically. I was so sick, and uh, I had to figure out how not to die, you know, and then I had to figure out what I was even living for, and so what I was living for was Christ and, and, and his, his purpose for my life, so I had to go way back in the Bible, way back in the beginning, where I began learning about becoming a new, creature, new cre creation of what, you know, why we're here, what are we here to do, and that it's kingdom purpose, and that if, if your time is over, we got to hope that every single day we didn't take anything for granted, we didn't assume the person that we were talking to knew, knew Jesus, we didn't assume that our husband or our wife knew that we loved them more than anything, or that our kids 
knew how proud we were of them. We didn't assume that our health could get better. Uh, we had we have to put in the work every single day. Right. So I put in the work in the Bible, and then I put I put in the work in my mind, basically saying, you know, you got to toughen up, and you got to recognize that no matter what happens, you can't ever question your faith like that because God has shown you His presence so many times that you can't even count it. I also think that it's important to live in the moment, and unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is our society is getting pretty pessimistic, and living in the moment is usually not a positive thing. People are just hung up on how much they hurt or how sad they are or how much they or or whatever it may be. And I think to your point, what you just said is people need to really start giving consideration to the fact that you need to start applying some positivity to what your day is and actually enjoying the fact that you have a spouse, that you have a kid to get mad at, that you have a job (laughs) to to not like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, it's like whatever you're dealing with that could potentially make your day bad. Yeah. You know, it's like, but you actually have these things and and you have to warrior through what you're dealing with because we live in a fallen world. You know, why did God let you die of cancer? Because he gave humanity free will and we chose to eat an apple or eat a fruit that caused us to fall. And so the fallenness is where the cancer comes from. And so at that point, you know, God does have your back. But what's interesting is both of these people that you're talking about, even through the pain and the trials and tribulations, were positive. You know, you have someone who was in extreme pain and found positivity and tried to even direct to help other people to be well. So what I take from that is like, that's warrioring, you know, like warrioring is being in the thick of it and being in the trenches and still finding a way to be positive, not only for yourself, but to help others. And if you're helping others, that's what it means to actually be a soldier. That the teamwork, that's what humanity needs more of. People are so quick to be against each other right now or to be offended by one another. And it's like, we got to come together and actually create a way to continue to press on through life. You need a team. You shouldn't do it alone. You should find a group of like-minded individuals to take things on. If you're struggling with something, seek someone out who's already overcome it. And that's what we want you to realize is there are people out there fighting a fight that you're probably fighting or have overcome a fight that you're fighting that can help you. Yeah, that's so good. And, and, for the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. So don't uh, feel bad if you've ever questioned your faith, but just renew your faith and, and get back in the word and refresh yourself and ask God to give you a clean heart and, you know, trust that, you know, his word will come to pass. You know it has in the past and you know it will in the future and he's near the brokenhearted. So as your heart is breaking, and as you feel the loss, you know, he'll be close to you during that, you know, so don't give up on him. And I would just say for the week, if you are struggling with that and questioning it, you know, warrior your way through to a stronger foundation of faith. Don't warrior your way into weakness. Warrior your way into strength and, and, and be strong in the Lord for sure. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com. Or for a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, give us a call at 636-299-2208. For nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your doorstep, take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com. And for 
100% grass-finished beef delivered to your door. Take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. Just got done talking to you about what it means to be a warrior, and I just want to continue a little bit on that topic, talking about never giving up in the peaks and valleys. Debbie, right before the break, said that the God of the mountain is the God of the valley as well. And I think what's important is in most aspects of life, you're going to have peaks and you're going to have valleys. Um, If you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to recover from injury, if you're an athlete, um, if you're just going to work, you know, like there, there isn't usually a grade that just continues upward in anything that you do. There's usually a spike and there's usually a fall. And what I always tell my clients, because I deal with people regularly that will run into injury or, You know, they'll run into a season where they're so busy or they don't sleep enough and they're stressed out. You know, things are going on with life that they're not getting their workouts in or they eat something that they shouldn't eat is you need to not think about perfection. You need to think about persistence. And what that means is you want your peaks to be higher than your old peaks and your valleys to be higher than your old valleys but it doesn't mean that you'll never have a valley again. So if you looked at it on a graph, you would see a spike and a fall and a spike and a fall and a spike and a fall. And the goal is for the bottoms to continue to be higher and the tops to be higher as well. And I think that it's easy to get to a place where you just give up in those valleys because you don't recognize that you are actually on your way back up to another peak And what's fascinating is if you look at your life and what has gotten you to where you are in the moment that you're in, a lot of times you may find that the current valley you're in is actually higher than some peaks that you've had in your past. You know, so back when you thought you were on top of the mountain, things were going good. Maybe money was in the right spot. You were starting to feel like, okay, I'm actually making it in life. And all of a sudden you have this fall from that moment. And then you have another peak and you maybe get a car, you get a better job, you get a promotion and you're thinking, okay, life is finally going well again. And then you have another crash, but maybe in that crash, you can still pay your electric bill. You still have a home to live in. You still have a family. You still have climate control when you're sleeping. And maybe you've not had that before. So in your moment, You might be like, wow, I'm in a a valley right now. Things aren't going great. But if you compare it to past peaks, you might actually find that you're still higher. You've still gone further in life. You see it in health as well. We, I train people all the time. I have one client. She's been with me for about a decade and she has lost a, a tremendous amount of weight. She's done fantastic, but she has health issues she has to deal with. And she talked to me about how she can get down because she's not quite where she once was. 
But then I have to remind her, yeah, but you are way ahead of where you started. So your current valley blows away the expectation of change that you had when you started, let alone where you have gotten to. So you can't let yourself focus only on the peaks that have occurred in your past. You have to focus on how low the valleys were on the same journey. Yeah. I mean, you can't. um, Well, we learned so much uh, through the valley, you know, and when it comes to health, I just, I like the idea, I like what you say, you know, about perfection because a lot of times people sit in the chair in front of me and they're like, okay, I wasn't perfect, you know, but I was, you know, I, I, I was this percentage, but I wasn't perfect, you know, and I'm like, at no point does anyone expect you to be perfect. At no point do we see this program as perfection and is there ever going to be a program that should have the expectation of perfection? Um, compliance to a program is important, okay? But there's a big difference between obedience, compliance, discipline, and perfection. Right. I think that's the confusion is when you've reached perfection is actually where you've reached the point where you're happy with your health. You're happy with the changes that are being made. You're able to maintain. You know, if you go into this thing like, I am not allowed to eat anything other than chicken and green beans ever again, and I have to exercise six hours a week and do four hours a week of cardio, and anything off of that is failure, you're setting yourself up for failure. You have to find a rhythm, and sometimes it's harder in the beginning than it is in the end, and sometimes it's not. But usually it's not the same. You have to be able to adapt because the peaks and valleys are different. Life is different. It happens in seasons. So you can't go into anything you do expecting perfection because 100% usually doesn't exist. Right. But you just want to do your level best. You know, each day you're doing your level best to be the best that you can be. And if you're following a program, if you're not following a program, whatever area of your life, whether it be health, relationships, faith, um, finances, whatever the situation is, there's always going to be, like what John is saying, there's going to be peaks and there's going to be valleys. And yes, if if you look at yourself and say, how far have I come? I may, maybe I'm having a difficult time in my relationship, but yet how far has my relationship come? Are we actually able to sit down and have discussions where maybe, you know, before you were screaming at each other, you know, are, are yeah. you know, maybe you're having an argument right now, but are you actually able to sit there and have the argument and really work your way through it? Um, maybe finances are something that, you know, you just feel like I can't get myself ahead. But same thing, you know, are you looking at how deep your valleys have been before where, you know, you barely could afford a car or maybe you've gone through a bankruptcy and now you've come this far So you've got to look at how far God has brought you and what he's brought you through. And we really have to try, like John said in the last segment, to focus as much on the good report and less on the bad report. Uh, With John losing 100 pounds, it's really, you know, I'm in a relationship with him, so I obviously know this more than most people, but he's really, really hard on himself. And so like the other day, you know, he's like, I don't know, this doesn't look good and that doesn't look good and this doesn't look good. And I'm over here like couldn't work out for an entire year. And I'm like, John, your glutes look so much tighter than mine do. 
but I'm okay with that. Like, I can't change it. I'm doing the best I can every day to work out as hard as I can. But yours look amazing. But he doesn't see that because he wants it to be here and he wants it to be there and he wants it to be there. And so I have to remind my own husband, look in the mirror. You look absolutely gorgeous, you know, but we have to encourage each other. Yeah, I mean, that's why we, hire we, me we, or hire a trainer. We all do it. And that's the whole point that I was trying to make is it doesn't make you wrong for thinking about it. But what you want to do is try to reframe and reprogram. Yeah, that. don't stay stuck on it. And if you are stuck on it, like if you're hard stuck on it to where you're really, you know, skipping and you just keep staying on that same topic. You have to get with someone that can help you with it. You, you've got to get yourself out of that cycle. And that is most definitely what we do at Integrity. Not just me, not just John. Literally the whole entire place does that for each other. It's just a place of life and light and encouragement. For more information on what we do with nutrition and personal training at Integrity, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208. For nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your door, take a look at my personal bakery, sophiesbakery.com. For 100% grass-finished beef delivered to your door, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. Just got done talking about some different things that had to do with not believing in yourself and or making yourself feel bad about not having perfection. And uh, Debbie mentioned my weight a little bit. She mentioned that I've lost 100 pounds, which I think everybody that listens knows. Uh, she also mentioned how I can get uncomfortable in my own skin. And I always joke with people that I start training for anything, uh, weight loss, uh, muscular change, some kind of shape difference, uh, growth of muscle tissue. And I tell them, look in the mirror because this is the absolute last chance you have to be happy with what you see. Because at this point, you're always going to find something. My shoulder caps need to be leaner. My back needs to be wider. My belly needs to be tighter. My thighs need to be thicker. Like you're always going to find the next thing to work on. And that's actually not a negative thing right. as long as you use as it you as motivation and yeah. not negativity against yourself. And I fall into that trap. You know, I've been a extremely skinny little kid. I was super sickly, struggled to play outside, had to do a nebulizer, nebulizer breathing machine every day. I mean, I've been scrawny. I've also been extremely overweight. I had to lose 100 pounds. So, like, I can look at myself in the mirror in one moment and be like, oh, look how skinny I am. I'm, I'm not buff. My arms are small. And then the next moment, like, literally a minute later, I can look in the same mirror and be like, I'm so fat right now. Yes. And it's like, John, you can't actually be both. Like, you, you have to be skinny or you have to be overweight. But that's the trick the mind plays on you. And so, you know, Debbie and I have both had – a very interesting last year and a half. Her health kind of tanked with some different things with her immune system and and not being well. And I have a back injury from 17 years ago that was re-injured about a year and a half ago. And then again, about uh, six months after that. So I have been rehabbing physiologically for about a year and a half as well. 
And I was looking at myself. We're getting ready to go on a vacation. We're going to be out on the beach. Uh, We have some of our trainers going with us, and they're all in phenomenal shape. And, of course, I start looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, I can barely see the outline of my abs right now. I have a gut, you know. And so, like, this is why Debbie's laughing because she's like, looks you actually see the outline of your abs. Listen to what you just said. You think you have a gut. You had a, you lost 100 pounds. Like, what you're looking at is some skin from having been overweight and a little of excess potentially because you just grew. Like, you just got back to lifting. You've put, I put 30 pounds back on. Yeah. You know, so it's like there's going to be that weight there. But but you seriously my, can still see the outline of your ass. Right. And so this is my point. Which is, is crazy. You I really, shouldn't even be able to. This is my point is I really appreciate the work on that. And I appreciate my wife for grounding me on that. And this is what I mean about finding like-minded individuals. Like my wife is not afraid to tell me if I'm out of line. Like if I'm putting weight back on and it's starting to affect my health and it's starting to affect my mind, she'll be the first one that comes to me because she actually cares. She's a true friend. She's not going to tell me what I want to hear. And she's going to say, hey, man, do you really think that you should be doing this? Because you're not going to be well and you're actually going to end up being unhappy with the way you feel and look. And it'll, it'll check me. So when she's telling me that I'm good, she means it. I'm good. I have to listen to that. But the point is, it's easy for all of us to look in the mirror or think about how we feel and be disappointed. But you got to take yourself back to where you've been. I had to lose 100 pounds. I was scrawny and weak. I'm big and strong now, and I have a little bit of an ab outline. Am I shredded like I've been in the past? No. Am I as muscular as I've been in the past? No. But I'm not as bad as I've been either. It's a journey. You know, life is about continuing to progress forward. And what I want to talk a little bit about, Debbie, to kind of redirect here is when you lose 100 pounds, it is easy to get focused on the scale. And I know that you've made a post recently on social media about the scale. And what I always tell people is the scale is a scale. You know, there's multiple ways to look at how you're going to gauge how well you're doing. You know, are you taking pictures? Are you taking measurements? Are the pictures in clothes or out of clothes? Are you hopping on the scale? So talk a little bit about you've been back to exercising quite a bit. Again, now you're, you're thank God your health has turned around and you're able to get back in the gym. And I know you talked a little bit about gaining weight after your workouts. So clue us in a little bit about what that is and then maybe even the why that would happen. Sure. Yeah. I, um, I just, you know, want everyone to just be cautious of the day that they decide to weigh. Yeah. That's why it really doesn't make sense to weigh every day. Yes. Um, I mean, unless you have a heart condition and the doctor's super concerned about, you know, water retention or something. Sure. I just really wouldn't weigh on a daily basis. Um, but I also would try to make sure that you weigh after a full rest day. So your lowest weight is going to be after that full rest day where you're not doing any type of exercise. I know for me, I hit an absolute low with my weight. I want to say I went, I went down to like 119 or something and I sent you a picture of it. I'm yeah. super excited about it. And then my next or that actual day, the day I was 119, uh, which woo-hoo, is super exciting. That day, I do a double workout. So I do a workout in the morning uh, where, you know, I, I just, I work an upper body yep. and I do 30 minutes yeah, of cardio. Strength training. And then at the end of my day at like 6.30 or 7, I do an 
an hour long leg workout and yep. I do another 20 to 30 minutes of cardio right. like on the stairs on a 30 incline. Like it's a pretty intense workout. So it's like a three hour exercise day. Yeah. It's yeah. split, but it's a big yeah. exercise day. And I've worked the whole day in between. in between that. And on Thursdays, I actually personal train almost the entire day and I personal train athletes. So I'm moving weights. I'm getting, you know, I'm doing things. So it's a very active day. So the next day I weigh, you know, I'm super excited to be 119, right? The day before and I weigh and I'm 122 Yeah. and I'm like, what? I haven't, what, why am I, what, you know, and I know this just right, like you, yeah, right. Mind. Just like yeah. you in the outline of your abs and I'm sitting there. Yeah, especially and I, after you just dealt with some health issues, right. it's all of a sudden like, oh gosh, is that right. coming back? Yeah. You know? Like is the swelling coming back? Should yeah. I not be working out? Is this a bad idea? Uh, of course. But I know that with that intensive a workout, I'm going to go up. So Friday was my rest day. I completely rested. I even went and did a salt room. I did the bio mat. I did the pemph mat. I did some cryo. And the very next day right back down to 119. Yep. So you just have to understand there's just going to be times where it makes sense. Number one, first thing in the morning, empty stomach, no clothes on. That would be the only time I would weigh. Right. Um, and, you know, it's just going to be times that you're going to be up. Now, when you're exercising like that, think about when you're lifting weights and you get that pump to your muscle. Right. And you're like kind of like walking around like, hey, like you're bigger. You know, you're How like. How are you I'm, walking I'm, around? You're, hey. Okay. You know, you uh-huh. know that kind of yeah. thing where like everything feels yeah. bigger. You know, yeah. you're like muscular. Um, well, yeah, I that, wish we could bottle that and sell that. Right, like a right. Twenty four hour pump. Yes, pump. Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, what is that? I mean, you're you're pumping what? I mean, there's water. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why your weight is up. Your yeah, blood, blood volume's up. Flow, I mean, everything's and then up. You look at uh, the actual the way muscle tissue heals. And a lot of people don't realize that the teardown effect is to create the recovery. Yes. And the recovery is actually the process that most changes you. Now, the teardown is required for the recovery. And this is where people even get confused about what steroids do. Like, oh, they just immediately make you bigger, stronger. But what they actually do is cause you to recover quicker so you can actually work out more and work out harder. Yes. So the process of what is natural, though, you require that recovery. And this is what Debbie means is like if you do overwork, like if you do continue to work, you can stay in a chronic state of inflammation. But what you got to understand is there's good inflammation and there's bad inflammation. And the good inflammation is actually occurring during the recovery process. And that can be one to three pounds. Right. But it doesn't it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean inherently like, oh my gosh, I'm inflamed. No, your body is actually doing a recovery process and that's natural. Now, if you're eating garbage, yes. that is the nutritional fuel yeah. for the recovery process because you can only recover with what's in your body. Yes. Now you might be up two to six pounds and it's not good. Yeah. And yeah. so when you're thinking about when you weigh, you know, the first thing in the morning is going to be your best weight for that day. But if you've just done an intense workout the day before, or you've had a ton of cortisol responses because you're completely stressed out, yeah. or you haven't slept, yeah. that can change the variables big quite a bit. Time, so big time. I always tell my clients, if you want to weigh every day, go for it. But you can't use that as yeah. a gauge of how well you're doing. Most times, especially if I get someone that's really hung up on the weight scale, I will tell them not to do any more than once a week, to do it on the day 
after their rest day and to do it first thing in the morning. Remove as many variables as possible. That doesn't mean you're not going to sleep well the night before. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have stress, but you've removed the food variables. You've removed the uh, recovery inflammation variables. You've removed potentially um, doing something you shouldn't have done the day before or overworking. You know, just pick a day. But also, again, that's just a measurement. Track your weight by what it looks like after a month. Give yourself three to four weeks, especially if you're looking to lose weight. Right. You know, you don't want to get hung up on, oh my gosh, I'm up a pound because weight loss, true weight loss that you're sustaining is going to be best tracked in a 30 to 60 day oh, increment. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just met with a client the other day that uh, was working out 13 hours a week, not taking a single rest day. And one of the number one complaints that she had was she cannot lose weight. And right. I was like, your body is just almost in a chronic state of stress. Like you, you've you got to set yourself up for a break. You know, you need to be able to recover everything. So you've got to put yourself in a position to where you, you, you give yourself rest. If you don't give yourself rest, you are going to stay swollen. You know, I have clients that I've worked with in the past that maybe their um, hobby is running. Okay, so maybe they maybe they love to run and 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 that's just the only way they feel like they can do cardio. But they just kind of feel inflamed and swollen all the time. You know, they just don't feel like they're fitting into their clothes the way that they want to. They they can't lose weight the way they used to be able to. And I'll look at them and I'll say, "Could you do me a favor and just don't run for 2 weeks?" And then they'll just look at me like, "That's absurd. Like that's not how I'm going to lose weight. I'll actually gain weight." And I'm like, "Just walk for two weeks for me, same amount of time, don't put an incline, but just walk in two weeks. If you didn't lose weight, I owe you a dollar. You know, like I I just ask them to please try it. Every time I've done this, the person's down three pounds, they're down four pounds, they're down five pounds. Their bodies are just in this chronic state of stress. And it it truly is down-regulating the adrenals. They are having cortisol responses. You have to rest. You have to recover the body. I'm all for working hard. I I have definitely uh, created a a bit of a reputation of being a hard trainer over the years. I have no problem working you hard in the gym, but every person that I've worked that hard can tell you that I've told them you will not change your body if you don't apply a rest day. So there must be a mandatory rest day. For more information on what we do at Integrity with our six-month nutrition program or working with any of our personal trainers, we offer a free personal fitness assessment. Take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208. For nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your doorstep from my personal bakery, take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com. And from my favorite farmer, who we buy all of our 100% grass-finished beef from, and it is delivered to our house at fedfromthefarm.com.
Welcome back, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. I want to talk a little bit about a social media post that you had here recently, Debbie, talking about endurance. And I just want you to start by explaining what endurance means to you. Oh, um, I think it means uh, pressing on. I think it means, you know, staying consistent, staying in the fight, um, never giving up. That would be sort of like mental endurance. Sure. Spiritual endurance would be uh, enduring hardship as a soldier, um, staying strong in the Lord no matter what the battle is, uh, never giving up your belief that God is real and that 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 anything's possible um, through him, even if circumstances have not always, you know, shown that. But then endurance for um, your health, um, I think, looks differently, you know, and I think it's just, it's kind of similar because you have to endure a hard workout to build more stamina and muscle. And you have to endure, you know, uh, more time on the stairs or more time on the on the treadmill uh, to build more cardiovascular stamina and to be able to have more endurance and and to be able to, I guess, stay sort of committed uh, to a healthy lifestyle uh, and to build stamina. You have to have endurance. But what's interesting is, okay, there's this physical endurance, right? So you're you know you're doing the weight training, you're doing the cardio. Um, there's a physical endurance, but yet the actual mental and spiritual endurance is is honestly most of the time what makes us physically able to build endurance. You know, the fact that our mindset says, do not get off the stairmill, you know, recently getting on the stairmill for five minutes and I ended up staying on for 25 minutes and I shared it with my whole staff and they were all super excited but, you know, every five-minute increment, I was like, I can do five more. I can do five more. Well, let me tell you, my cardiovascular endurance has changed tremendously in the past three weeks because of these cardio sessions. But what's helping me to change that cardiovascular endurance is this. It's, it's my mind. It's my mindset. It's telling myself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will get on the stair mill today, and I'm not going to get off of it. I'm going to stay on. I'm going to be okay uh, so I do believe that in order to really achieve uh, that muscle stamina and that muscle endurance and that cardiovascular stamina and cardiovascular endurance, maybe that you're really wanting to achieve in order to be at this optimal place with your health and with your fitness, it actually has a lot to do with that mental stamina and that spiritual stamina and what it takes to stay committed to stay consistent, to stay focused, and to really stay in the game. Yeah, I have a client, or I had a client at one point, um, and she was actually training to climb a mountain with her husband. Not like, um, you know, uh, mountain climbing as far as like picks and ropes, and but a uh, it was like a three-day-in hike and a three-day-out hike. And um, we were doing a treadmill – an incline treadmill amidst strength training. We were doing strength training for her legs, strength training for her body. But I was killing her on this incline treadmill. And we kept going up and up and up, you know, as the weeks would go on. And so at one point she comes to me and she's like, hey, I have kind of a weird question. Like we were at, I think, 27 incline. And we were doing multiple minutes at a time. 
she was like, I know we just went up to 27 and I'm, I'm dying up there. You know, she's like, I was just wondering, like, does it make sense for me to go back down to like 23 or 24 and master that? And then once I've mastered that, go up to 27 and I just grinned at her and she's like, okay, I figured that was probably a stupid question, but what she's looking for was a little bit of comfort. You know, I've got her in a constant state of discomfort. It's never getting easier. So when she would start to be able to feel like 21 was easier, we're at 23. When 23 started to feel easier, we're at 25. 25 started to feel easier, we're at 27. So her last workout before she left for the trip, when we had started her incline in this journey, which had been about like seven or eight weeks before that, I had her doing a five and so for her very last workout, because I didn't want to wear her out, it was she was leaving the next night, and because I didn't want her to potentially have an injury or you know the swelling we discussed in the earlier segments, uh, I put her back on the five at the same speed that I had her on when she started. And she was almost tripping and falling off the front because of how proficient she had become on that hill. And she looked at me and she's like, okay, I got it. That's what she was training for. So in the moment, the endurance that she was building never got easier. But what got easier was the application of the endurance to the event with which she was training for. And she had me to help push her through that mentality. I'm going to tell you right now, Debbie is a different type of creature, man. I mean, when she's up on the stairs and she's talking about feeling every five minutes, I can go another five, another five. When I'm on the stairs at minute two, I'm like, I can't do this. Like I, I need to get down. And so like, I'm like two minutes in, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. Now, mind you, when I lost my weight, I used to do 40 to 60 minutes at a time for four to five days a week. And, and at two minutes, I'm like, I need, I need to get off of here. Like I, I'm probably going to have a heart attack again, or like, you know, I start working myself through all these things that I don't actually feel are happening, but would be good reasons to get down. So at about four minutes, I'm like, Okay, I'm fine. I I can do I can do the 20 minutes, you know, that I'm setting out to do today. And then at about 7 minutes, I'm like, you know, 10 minutes would probably be a good stair mill. Like if I stopped at 10 minutes, that's probably good cardio. I got a good sweat, you know, like I I think that that's acceptable. I'm just getting back into it. It's no big deal. So at like 9 minutes and 15 seconds when my next song hits, right? And I'm bumping in my headphones, I'm like Phew. I can go past 10 minutes. Okay. You know, I got this. So then at about 12 minutes, I'm like, but I beat 10 minutes. So if I stopped now, I technically did 10 minutes and some bonus minutes. So I'm, I'm really proud of myself. Now, mind you, I've set out since the beginning to do 20. Okay. But this is the conversation I've had with myself. So then at like 15 minutes, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do 19 minutes. And then the last minute I'm going to sprint. I'm sprinting. I'm going to turn this thing up to 100% speed, and I'm going to sprint. So then at like 18 minutes, I'm like, I'm not sprinting anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I just went down. Like, I'm so proud of myself that I've made it this far. And then at 19 minutes, I set it to sprint. And like seven seconds in, I'm like, I don't think anybody would know if I cut it off right now that I didn't do 20 minutes. They will have heard this thing ramp up and go super fast, and they'll think that I sprinted for a minute, but they don't got to know that I didn't do 20. And then at 20 minutes after my one minute sprint, I press stop. That is my mental battle to go through 20 minutes on the stairs almost every time. What makes me human, what makes us, you know, 
a lot of people feel like failures is that that mindset happens. I hear it with food all the time. Oh, I had candy in my my pantry and I ate it. I'm such a failure. I, I don't know why I even wanted that. It's like, no, you're you're not a failure for wanting something like that. That's human. What you have to do, though, is you have to build the discipline to either not have it in your house or to walk past it. If you can't walk past it, don't let it be in your house. If When you get on the stairs, if you want to quit, you just have to press through that. When you look at the military, any special forces, they tell you the biggest, strongest, fittest dudes never make it. They don't make it. They, they've built these bodies. You know, the guys that are 6'4", 250, 260 like me, we don't make it. Find me one Navy SEAL, one Green Beret that that looks like me. They, they don't exist. The guys that make it are they're toned and they're fit and they, they have endurance and they, they apply it mentally as well. And the way they get through it, I've heard a lot of special forces say this, is by worrying about the guy next to them. They worry about using the endurance for the guy next to them rather than, can I get through this? Can I help him get through it? And the camaraderie is what gets them there. It's not about just, I'm going to hold my breath this long, or I can push these 12 more steps. It's like, he's not okay, so I'm going to help him. And that circle, that unison, that bond is actually where the success comes from. I say all of that to say this, when you feel like giving up, when you want to get down, when you don't want to exercise, when you're tired, when it doesn't make sense, when you don't have the time, that's exactly when you need to be fighting. And if you can't do it alone, you shouldn't be expected to do it alone. Find a team. And after doing the cardio here recently and really amping things up, it's about 15 minutes later, I have so much more energy. I feel amazing after doing it. It's like my I can feel my arteries clearing out. I want you guys to experience that. It's, it's an amazing feeling. For more information on what we do at Integrity Training Systems with a six-month nutrition program or a free personal fitness assessment, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com. For gluten-free, dairy-free, nutrient-dense baked goods delivered to your doorstep from my personal bakery, take a look at sophiesbakery.com. And for 100% grass-finished beef delivered to you, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. Thank you for listening. God bless.